If you're going to live wisely in the present, you must remember the past. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Well, I'm 120 pages into Urban Apologetics, Restoring Black Dignity with the Gospel. It's authored by many and edited by Dr. Eric Mason. Now, if you don't know that name, I think you should. Dr. Mason is the founder and lead pastor of Epiphany Fellowship in Philadelphia. He also serves as the founder and president of Thriving, which is an urban resource organization that's committed to developing leaders in the urban context. Now, right off the bat, we have to define two things, urban and apologetics. And I want to start with that word apologetics. As Dr. Mason points out, it is derived in part from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, where Peter says, But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Now that word defense comes from the Greek word apologia. So as he notes, apologetics is a reasonable defense of the gospel. It's defending the gospel from error, from false teaching, and giving people, in a winsome way, a reason to believe in Christ. Now, as to the word urban, Mason is using it in some respects with reference to its geographical roots, but more so in the sense of urban in reference to black and brown people. So Dr. Mason says, I'm introducing something I call urban apologetics. And when I use urban in urban apologetics, I'm referring specifically to our defense of the Christian faith against black objections and how Christianity meets the unique needs and answers the unique questions of black people. Now, I appreciate this book, and here's why. What many of us in the white community, I think, fail to see in urban contexts is the lingering animosity and suspicion among many people of color when it comes to Christianity. You say, well, how so? Well, because many slave owners were also Christians in name, or maybe mildly in practice, many in the black community view white European Christianity with a high degree of suspicion, with distrust, with animosity. And that animosity has caused many blacks to turn against the Christian faith, which they see as a white man's religion. And why would any black person want that? So in urban apologetics, Dr. Mason and a host of others defend the historic Christian faith by correcting misconceptions and by pointing out the errors in many of these movements that have arisen in opposition to what they perceive as, quote, white Christianity, close quote. And again, the book shows how Christ alone, how Christianity alone meets the unique needs and answers the unique questions of black people. So that brings me to this point of remembering. In her chapter, and I loved this chapter, it was so good, it is my favorite chapter to date in this book. In her chapter, Black Church History and Urban Apologetics, Dr. Tiffany Gill, she wants us to see the theological importance of remembering. 
And God has a lot to say about remembering. Then she wants us to connect that work of remembering, which teaches youth and adults to think about their history, as it relates to the history of the black church. Listen to what she says. In an article published in the Journal of Negro History, Woodson summarized the motivation of his life's work and declared, If a race has no history, it has no worthwhile tradition. It becomes a negligible factor in the thought of the world, and it stands in danger of being exterminated. Of the many words he penned throughout his long and fruitful career, these are among his best remembered and most often quoted. This statement resonates deeply in part because it reflects a God-ordained truth. Reclaiming history is not a political act, although it has political implications. Neither is it a part of a radical agenda designed to exalt some while bringing shame to others. Historical literacy is an essential component of our faith and must be a fundamental pillar of apologetics. Nowhere is this link between history and apologetics more urgent than in the urban context. Failure to recognize the role and significance of African-American church history hinders the expansion of the gospel and the witness of Christ in these communities. Admittedly, significant challenges arise when we try to give a full account of black church history. This history forces many white evangelicals to reckon with the truth that many of their denominational structures, seminaries, most revered leaders, wealth, and doctrine were forged in the cauldron of white supremacy and black subjugation. Many African Americans outside the faith find it difficult to reconcile the God of the Bible with the God of those who have been most complicit with racial inequality, and as a result, they dismiss Christianity as the white man's religion. Still others, namely African Americans of the millennial generation within the Christian faith, dismiss the traditions and theology of the black church as out of touch with modern realities, and instead see themselves as the manifestation of their ancestors' wildest dreams, as if our foremothers and fathers didn't have dreams of their own. I love what she writes. Reclaiming history is not a political act, although it has political implications. Neither is it a part of a radical agenda designed to exalt some while bringing shame to others. And then she says this, and you got to hear this. Historical literacy is an essential component of our faith and must be a fundamental pillar of apologetics. So Dr. Gill says we need historical literacy. To be a Christian is to be a historian. And God calls us to that work of remembering. And I think white evangelicals, we need to learn and remember the history of the black church as a part of the history of the capital C church. We need to, we need to see, we need to acknowledge, we need to make amends where we can as to past and present injustices. We need this history to carry out the Great Commission. I mean, how am I ever going to share my faith with a person of color if I don't have a sense of why that individual may have deep suspicions of Christianity or have even totally written it off. If I can't or won't recognize the history of the black church, I'll never be able to do what God calls me to do. 
What's more, I'll miss some of the amazing work of God through a brother or sister of Christ who is a part of that black church. Now, blacks, blacks need to remember black church history. They need to see the church as not out of touch, but wholly relevant to the needs and challenges of their lives and communities. So at the end of her chapter, Dr. Gill, she counsels us to do three things. One, recognize. Recognize God's work in and through urban churches. It's important work. Two, to read. Read history. Read local community history. Read local news. And this hit home to me as a guy that's new to the area of Lancaster, the importance of just reading to be aware of what's going on locally. The third thing she says is record. Preserve the history and the legacy of your community. Preserve the history and legacy of your church. And I, I really appreciated that. And here's why. Um, as most of you know, I'm the president of a college and a college that offers a comprehensive education. I mean, we have uh, degrees in education, social work, music, fine arts, business administration, communication, church work, and we offer it all from a biblical foundation. Well, I love to remind new employees about who we are and what we do. So when I welcome new employees, which I had a part in doing just this past week, I always meet them at the bust of the founder of our school, Dr. Henry Height. And sitting there in that, that brass bust of Dr. Henry Height's upper torso and head, it gives me an opportunity to share our roots, which is a way to talk about what God has done in the past, about the values that we hold, the stock from which we come, and about what it is that we're committed to do, which is to educate Christian students to think and live a biblical worldview and to proclaim Christ by serving him in the church and society. And it's so important. Well, what Dr. Tiffany Gill is encouraging me to do is something similar when it comes to black church history and urban apologetics. Reclaiming history, she writes, is not a political act. Historical literacy is an essential component of our faith, and it must be a fundamental pillar of apologetics. That was a great point. So it's as if she's saying, hey, Tommy, if you're going to live wisely in the present, boldly in the present, joyfully in the present, you must remember to remember the past. And nowhere is that more true than when it comes to God's work in and through the black church. And when it comes to that history, you don't have to wait for February and Black History Month. You can start now. And I would encourage you to start by starting to read Urban Apologetics, Restoring Black Dignity with the Gospel. A great book and timely, so timely and necessary for our day. Well, we must remember to remember the past. And that's my thought on my walk with Eric Mason and his necessary book, Urban Apologetics. Now the question is, what will you do with that thought on your walk through life today? 